Good evening, Super Kicking with Stephen fans, your favorite host right here for you, Stephen A1181, the Greg one over there. We are ready for double or nothing. It's going to be quite interesting, I think. Um, we definitely got news about MJF to talk up. I am worn out as heck, but I'm here, and I'm in color and in person, so yeah. Things are going fantastic. How in the world are you doing, Greg? <laughs> I just made it home half an hour ago to uh, post up, get ready. So apparently not as crazy a day as you've had. I get, even from here, it looks like you got a little little tan action going on there. You must be wiped already. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We were, I was up at 6.30. We got in to the speedway about 8-ish. And the race was over about four-ish. But you have to add in your walking probably about a mile and a half each way. It was 80-something, maybe 80. A little breezy, but, you know, we were up high, so that helps. But then when you get down low and you're walking, I mean, you can just feel that heat. And like I said, 80s. But, you know, a crowd of 350, 300, you know, packed in together. That heat just kind of sits off each other. So, yeah, uh, I think I did a pretty good job. I'm not burnt. That's always a good thing. Uh, I can't really tell. I mean, my face looks okay. So, uh, I am a probably a ridiculously uh, reapplier with the, with the sunscreen, Greg. The, you know, somebody's like, oh, how many times have you reapplied? I was like, oh, this is four or five. So, yeah, I, I don't want to burn. Because uh, there's always little spots that you might like when you rub it, your hand print might be there because you didn't rub it enough. But uh, Marcus Erickson is your 106th uh, winner, or the winner of the 106th running, sorry. Uh, there's been multiple time winners, of course. So um, I have the second place driver, so yay. Nothing for <laughs> that, though, unfortunately, in the, in the grand old scheme of things. But uh, there was a wreck. With about four, five laps to go, so they pulled out the red flag, which makes everybody go to the pits, and you cut your engines, and then you you're in your position that happened before the red flag, uh, so they could kind of you know, essentially it would have been over with the wreck at the end. They would have just had to do laps, and they didn't you know they always wanted to give us a finish so. Uh, Marcus Erickson was out in front, and he pulled off for the win, his first time winning. Elio did not get five, so he's still he's he's in his late forties. So we'll see if he gets that fifth one. But that would be the that right now he's tied with four other drivers or three other drivers at four all time Indy five hundred wins. Great. So uh, I don't okay. know if they'll get the fifth win, but you know I don't know if anybody will get four. <laughs> That's a pretty exclusive club. I mean, so um, anyway, that, that's my Indy 500 story. Plenty of people watching. If you're a fan of jorts and American flag wear, Greg, would love the Indy <laughs> 500. I can imagine. With it being on Memorial Day weekend, people love to throw out the American flag apparel and whatnot. So, um, But the actual 500 is representative, I think they said, by... 14 different countries this year. So that's quite a, you know, quite a bit of flavor. Uh, I think a first time person from Denmark, from Switzerland, maybe Denmark as well. I could be wrong, but, um, you know, obviously Brazilian, Colombian, a lot of South American, Central American flavor, North American flavor, uh, but even some Eastern European this year, Western European. So yeah, uh, it's a really good time. I mean, it, it's definitely, uh, an event, and you know, that's the thing. Uh, there's a big snake pit they call it, which is a big EDM concert. I mean, you could feel the bass when you walk by it, you could hear the bass from any direction. Uh, they have flyovers, I mean, it's just a good old time. Uh, I don't know how it compares to Daytona 500, but I would assume it's about you know, in that vein. Um, so, but you know, like I 
that some people see it one time and never come back. And then like me, I was trying to think this is my 10th time going to it. So my 10th nice. race there is about 2010. So yeah, but double or nothing, Greg, we got to talk this up because there's a hell of a lot of matches. I don't want to waste the people's time. Let's just get right to it. The buy-in match. I, I think there's another one, but I can't remember. I know for sure we're getting Hook and Dan Housen versus Tony Meese and Mark Sterling. Uh, Greg, what is your prediction, and how are you feeling about Hook and Dan Housen coming together? I, I, hopefully this will be a little bit longer outing for Dan Housen than the last <laughs> match he had. Yeah, um, I like it that it's starting off, you know, the buy-in, you know, people are really fired up for Hookhausen, as they call it. Um, I'm I'm still in X-Files mode when it comes to Danhausen. You know, I want to believe, I want to like this guy. Uh, I like the character, I like the, the weird voice and the gimmick, but he's got to show me something. So far, I've just seen him get his face kicked off and you know do the curse um so one i'd like to see the curse work on somebody i don't think that's happened yet and uh i want to actually see if you can actually wrestle and that relate that back to uh when we saw orange cassidy first wrestle you know he was just lounging around ringside or you know they had all the slow jokes the sloth style and all that stuff and we just kind of dismissed him at that until he actually had a match against pack and the match burned the house down and we saw oh wow okay orange cassidy can go um i'm looking for that with uh danhausen um and for that reason i haven't gone back and watched any of his old matches i haven't done anything i want to see everything for the first time brand new i know that everybody in the audience is probably all familiar with danhausen's work and everything but i want to see this brand new with brand new eyes so i can give it a good uh once over so and the place went nuts when Hook shook his hand and, you know, a team was formed. So um, I think we're going to get a much better match. We're going to actually see Danhausen and what he can do. Um, so super excited for that. Uh, I think we know what's going to happen as far as the outcome, but uh, we'll get to see uh, Mark Sterling get kicked around a little bit at the end. And, uh, you know, the good guys go over. So I'm, uh, definitely looking forward to it. It's a good way to get people hyped, get people ready before the kickoff of the main card. Yeah, that's, I think that's the biggest point. Just kind of see how Hook and Dan Housen work together. If they even work together, is it all Hook? Maybe Dan Housen comes in for a hot tag, or I'm going to assume it's the opposite. Hook comes in for the hot tag, takes out Sterling. You know, you kind of keep Tony Nice protected if you need to do that. Um, after the, the squash win over over Dan Housen. But, but like you, I'm interested to see what Dan Housen brings with we, ring. I assume it's all going to be Hook and Dan Housen. Um, maybe a 10-minute match, you know, if that. I know it's the buy-in, but still. I don't anticipate a long, <laughs> drawn-out tag team match. I think it's going to be short, sweet, and to the point. So um, we, need, we need to see some Dan Housen interaction with Ads, I think that would be something to watch. So, yeah, uh, they do like they're bringing Hook along slowly, and yeah. you know, it's, he, he's got the rocket ship as far as how over he is, but yeah. they're they're still treated with cake gloves, and you know, this is really his first pay per view, but he's starting off on the undercard, on the buy in, and uh, bringing him along slowly because he is going to be money in the bank, you know, pun intended, down the road, and. Uh, you know, but this is a way to ease them in and, you know, give us that slow burn up until he's a megastar, which he's already on the way to. So I like it that the position of you know, putting him on the on the small show yeah. before he blows up and starts, you know, ended up on main events or co-main events. And kind of working as a face, <laughs> which is interesting, 14 pads when you have Ricky starts and powerhouse pop. So um, I'm curious to see if they'll kind of keep pushing that or, or what you can do to kind of, you know, we really haven't heard much from, or well, we haven't heard anything from him, I believe. So uh, just like Terry, you know, Dante Martin, 
I think we need to hear something from Book as well, eventually, kind of see where he can do with, you know, his talking skills. So, um, yeah. I can't, is there another buy-in match? Because I didn't have one listed, but... Uh, I think they may have created one, but I can't think of what it is. Okay. Um, if there is, there is. Yeah. I was just going off Bleacher Report, and so whatever matches they had up to date, I went with that. Yeah, that Colorado match was at it last second, so yeah, I was wondering if that I do was have that listed, and I doubt if that's going to be buy-in. But um, so we'll just kind of say the main card, and if there's a buy-in match, enjoy it. <laughs> if there's a second one. Uh, how about this one, Greg? <laughs> the the rampage uh, promo or whatever that was with, or maybe that was a couple of days ago. But you know, Frankie Kazarian, Sammy Zay, or Sammy Guevara, Ty Conti going into the um, American Top Team headquarters. I believe somebody said this is exactly what Moose did. When American Top Team was kind of part of uh, Impact Wrestling, so uh, rehashing of that, they walked out with some titles. Uh, the stipulation is if Scorpio Sky's team wins, Greg, nobody can challenge him. Or, well, Frankie Kazarian, Sammy Guevara can't challenge him. So my prediction is, of course, Sammy Guevara and Frankie are going to win. Because I think, you know, right now you don't have any other guys out there. I mean, I guess you could throw anybody at Scorpio right now. But I think there's still some legs you got with Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio. So I assume Team Sammy wins. But the woman's watch, of course, is Paige Van Zandt. You know, I don't think she'll keep the pinfall, obviously. So then that way you still keep her and Conti out there if you want to do that. But. Uh, I'm going team, I'm not going to say team face, because <laughs> I still don't know if Sammy Guevara and Frankie Kazarian and uh, Ty Conti are the faces in this, even though they probably are by default, Greg. Just a weird, I don't know, this just, it just keeps going off, you know, in a weirder direction, I think. You know, when yeah. they, I, I mean, I guess the breaking in is cool, but <laughs> is that a face move to do? You know, I guess it worked for Brock back in the day, but Brock is Brock. You know, Brock is a whole other animal. Yeah. Um, these guys breaking in just feels like, I don't know, it just didn't work for me. And this whole feud hasn't worked for me, so I would love for Scorpio Sky to win, and then you're done with, you know, Frankie and Sammy Guevara chasing him, but at the same time, I feel like they still want to go routes with that. I'm going to see Mega Barra, Frankie Kazarian, and Conti to win. Greg. How about yourself? Yeah, I have to agree um, on everything, pretty much. This whole rivalry is a bad idea from the moment that they turn Sammy heel. Uh, if Sammy had stayed face, this match would be a lot better. But turning Sammy heel and keeping Scorpio and ATT heel, you know, who are you going to root for? You're just going to sit on your hands and watch the match, cheer the high spots, and that's going to be it. Um, it. There's no point to the rivalry because you haven't given us much to go on as far as who to invest in emotionally. Um, Sammy and Ty have become that annoying high school couple that couldn't keep their tongues out of each other's mouths and doing it in front of everybody. And, um, Scorpio and Dan Lambert, Nathan Page, or it's just not just as they were from the beginning. So, you know, it's, which evil do you root for? And um, the the break-in, I didn't see the impact uh, version of the break-in to ATT. Um, so it was a little new for me because I had seen the inside of America Top Team for a long time since uh, they did a, a special from for a USC event, but um, I recognize all the belts. You know, the BMF belt is Jorge Masvidal's belt, uh, the BMF title, and uh, they have a lot of champions. And once in the UFC, when you defend your championship, uh, you just don't 
wear the same belt as the, the same as they do in in wrestling. They give you a whole new belt, so you get take the old one and put it in the trophy case. That's why I have a trophy case loaded with belts because every time you successfully defend it, you get a new one. And uh, so, like I said, they they've had tons of champions and the trophy cases are very extensive. So I like the angle as far as breaking in and taking the belts and, you know, recognizing, you know, the BMF belt. Um, and the other ones in there, we saw a couple name plates on them. So cool angle, but you know, that that's a heel. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. It's a heel move to break into a place and, steal their stuff you know that's the face or that's the heel move and now you're doing the heel move to the other heels so it's kind of like the turf war going on in nxt uh, you really don't know who to vote to to cheer for and you know it's just bad storytelling um you know down the road when the sites are more defined it would have been a lot better but you know we kind of just watch it and you know on to the next one but i do think uh because of the stipulation that team Sammy's going to win because this rivalry isn't going to be over. They don't have anywhere else for Ethan and Scorpio to go aside from continue with Sammy. And if Paige is going to get in on an entry level, you know, somebody like Ty and Anna Jay, and that's going to be level she's going to be working with. So you're going to have to keep that moving. And, you know, this is the team that's going to be pretty much the head of the table for the while to break page in. So, uh, yeah, I think Team Sammy wins. Do you think we see a lot from Paige in this match, or is this kind of protect her, just give her a few big moves, and then, you know, let her tag out and keep, you know, practicing more on her no, I think you're going to let her get in and show off. Yeah. Uh, because we're going to have to get sold on her, because yeah. future matches aren't going to make any difference if we don't see her do something and be impressive about it. So it's better to let her get in and throw Ty around and show that she's a badass so that we want to see this rivalry go further. Um, So like you said, she won't be the one that gets pinned, but it would be best for them to let her get in there, show, you know, that she is good. She can go. And then, you know, we can at least invest in Paige or invest in the Paige Thai um, rivalry. Did you like so, the new belt that uh, Scorpio Sky was presented with? At first, I didn't notice it was Laker colors until they really showed it. But so yeah. that's that must be a UFC idea that they're taking because I think everyone's pretty much gotten a new TNT title, I believe. Every champion. That's true. Yeah. Because like Miro yeah. had a newer one. I thought Darby had a different look of one, so you know they must be kind of, kind of stealing that. But then again, with Dan Lambert's influence and you, you know, MMA influence, I'm guessing maybe he brought that up. So, um, yeah, this is one to watch, but I don't know, just not invested. <laughs> so yeah, I thought the belt was kind of weird looking, yeah. just because you never see a gold belt. Um, so I, I get the Laker colors, and if the Lakers won a championship and they had that belt, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But it's a little weird. Maybe it'll grow on you, but especially yeah. since the Lakers won two two seasons ago, so so we're a little bit behind. <laughs> we're a little bit behind the NBA season. So uh, yeah, uh, this one just randomly got thrown together. I feel like Greg, but uh, Kyle Riley, Darby Allen. What are we thinking? Who you got in this one? Ah, I like this match. You know, Darby wants payback for O'Reilly pretty much breaking Sting's leg uh, in the chair. And, uh, you know, it's going to be an interesting matchup. So I like it. Um, Not much of a story to go off of aside from I want vengeance for my buddy. And sometimes it's all you need. This could be, you know, one of those under... Uh, underrated matches that over delivers. Yep. So um, I'm excited to see it. it. It wouldn't be right to have a double or nothing without Darby in it. So I get it. And this is just a great excuse to do it. 
Um, Kyle's been a killer uh, with the uh, submissions, things like that. Went in you know, different matches in different ways. Uh, that's what they needed to be doing with him, you know, for a long time. So I like it. And I think this one, though, and now I'm kind of waffling because I'm thinking that it'd be better if Kyle actually wins and, you know, then we can drive this a little bit further forward. Um yeah, they're going to go opposite and say O'Reilly is going to keep the uh, hot streak going. I'm going all Darby just because I feel like this is kind of a one-off, which I'm fine with. I think, you know, you get the revenge for Sting and move on. You know, I keep saying Darby needs more. I don't know if this is necessarily more for him. Uh, you know, I still think Red Dragon should be a thing or, you know, should be challenging more in the tag team title scene. So, um yeah, I'm fine with Darby just picking up a good win here. And the fact that it was just thrown together, I guess you could give it some legs, but I personally would just make this a one-off and kind of move on. So, you know what I wanted, Greg, all alone? This should have been Jeff Hardy and Darby Allen. I don't know why you didn't give that to us at Double or Nothing. Um, I think that would have been really awesome to see. But um, we got it, you know, already, and <laughs> they kind of moved on from that, so. You know, I still think you could have done more there. Uh, yeah. So next up, this one, I'll let you have all it, Greg. This is all your baby. I know you're <laughs> all about both these teams. Um, Death Triangle, House of Black. This one, I'm interested that we didn't get any stipulation. Uh, I'm guessing, you know, we'll do lights out probably on a, on a dynamite uh, because I feel like both these teams need that to kind of, you know, really – yeah, this is definitely going to be one of my favorite matches of the night. Uh, I've been looking forward to this one for a long time, especially since uh, House of Black really hasn't had any legitimate competition. And Death Triangle, aside from, you know, HOV, is, good, is the best three-man squad uh, out there. And um, I think that... Uh, Death Triangle has been on the short end of the stick for a long time just because, you know, Ray coming back so late in the game and, uh, you know, House of Black always having the numbers advantage. Uh, they've been, you know, beaten down pretty bad. But this this is going to be a killer match. I have no doubt about it. Uh, this is a whole by calls type of match right here. And I think this is seriously show show stealing territory um so that being said as much as i love house of black and everything about them i'm sticking on the uh death triangle side and giving them their first win in this rivalry um because we need to see more of it i think after we see this match we're going to want to see another one and uh the best way to kick that off is to have Death Triangle win. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I kind of go, like you said, this feels like either one needs to win. So it's hard to, it's, I'm going back and forth, obviously, because I just don't know who, who needs to win more and where we should go after this. But, so I will go House of Black. You know, I think just giving them a big win on a pay per view is important. And then maybe, you know, Dead Triangle wants the lights out match so they can kind of, you know, pick up the win there. So, uh, I'll go House of Black, just kind of go opposite Greg, and uh, I just, you know, give Buddy Murphy a big win or something like that. You know, we haven't seen Buddy Murphy kind of do much, so I think he's due to our Buddy Matthew, sorry. Uh, I've seen him and Rhea Ripley in, in a lot of Instagram together, Greg, so I don't know if maybe yeah. that's our latest. A couple uh, now. Not official, official, <laughs> not official, maybe unofficially couple. Uh, always working out together. So, uh, you know, normally I don't just see a guy and girl working out for no reason together. So, uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, I guess two Australians kind of get together. There. Hey, what well, about talking about official? That's true. Charlotte. But talk about official, about Charlotte and Andrade. Yeah. 
Oh, we getting married yesterday. Yep. Uh, I believe Ray so, Mysterio was there. Yeah, Mazel talk to them. People, people shared the, yep. the, the real life face of Ray Mysterio, not the mask. You know, not even covering it up. So uh, people were kind of giving a little, little like, okay, <laughs> we shouldn't do that. So uh, I didn't see, I'm trying to think if we saw any. Uh, Apollo Crews was there, Ben Balor. Uh, wasn't sure what women was uh, were there, Greg, because you know I don't know how I don't know how good on term Charlotte is with some of the, <laughs> you know the women in WWE right now. But um, I, you know I definitely didn't see Becky Lynch there. <laughs> I, you know, I kind of think there's some legit you know real life feet there, or you know just not kind yeah. of drifted apart. Uh, yeah, so Andrade should be back on TV soonish. I'm guessing in a couple of weeks. And Charlotte, that's yeah. why she got the outing she did. So I guess yeah, her arm looked pretty good to me. I mean, no cast or anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Ric Flair was there with his. Um, I believe he was supposed to be separated, but it, he was there with his, you know, wife. So uh, interesting there as well. So, uh, Charlotte is now what? Four divorces away from him, Greg. Will she? <laughs> will she tie it? <laughs> will she break? Well, she's tying all his other records. So, yeah. <laughs> just sorry. <laughs> anyway, so best of luck in their wedding bliss. Yep, have lots of athletic children. Yeah. <laughs> we need more. The second generation of Charlotte and Andrade babies. Third, third generation, right? Third generation, you're right. Yeah, because it'd be the dad, and because it'd be Rick, and then Charlotte, and then it'd be their kids. That would be uh, maybe they could go. Maybe Randy Orton could get his his kids in. That'd be fourth generation versus third. Be crazy to think about. But speaking of not crazy, Jade will pick up her what thirtieth win, I believe. Is this gonna be thirty? Yep, this would be thirty. I'm I'm all in on Jade. Picking up that win, Greg. I think it's going to be a good test for Anna Jay to kind of get this type of match. You know, I feel like I haven't seen her wrestle in a while. Uh, I, I don't, was she in the Owen Hart? I can't remember if she was in the tournament. No, she wasn't. Okay. I can't, I couldn't remember if she was. So um, it's all Jade. The baddies will be there. Maybe they'll have a bigger baddie section, Greg, with the being in Vegas. I believe Sunny Kiss is trying to get in the batting section. <laughs> she, can, she can be in there. But um, other than that, this is all Jade. Don't I just don't see probably not even a long match. You know, like I just feel like six, seven minutes. Maybe Anna gets a few shots in, but it's all Jade. Go to thirty and zero, and on her way to you know continuing this undefeated streak. Craig, how about your thoughts? Yep, I agree. This Jade all the way. Um, I think they're saving that first loss until that first mega challenger, which I think is going to come around number 50. Uh, that seems to be the point they're marching towards. Okay. If I was to make my guess that once she gets to 50, that's where you're going to have the big name that she's going to have to beat. And uh, right now, they're going to have a right, and that gives them time to play with that too because. You know, they may be sitting on what's going to happen with uh, Sasha and Naomi. I mean, you can ex you can stretch out 20 more matches for the rest of the year if you wanted to. That's true. Yeah. So, um, you know, Sasha and Naomi become free. You know, no doubt where they're going to turn up. So, so um, but yeah, I think uh, number 50 is going to be safe for Britt Baker. That's my, if I had to put money on it right now. I think that's who it is. Um, there's some interesting challenges out there. Um, Sheeta has nowhere to go now that she's done with Serena Deeb. Um, Chris Datlander is going to need another direction to go. So there's some legit, you know, challenges for her. But I think 50 is where we're going to see that first loss. Well, Chris has all now. Chris Datlander does have all the momentum. I mean, people were pretty upset 
as she did not get the win, even myself. I love Ruby Gray, but uh, that should have been all Statlander's time. And even winning the Owen Hart tournament, I think, would have been where we should have went. So I was very surprised with that and uh, kind of curious to see, you know, how they play that up. But, yeah, if, if Jay was 50-0, and 0, maybe uh, Chris could be the one in 50-1. and 1. So, uh, Yeah. You feel like she'll get to 50. And then it's like, what happens after that? Uh, so she, because, you know, so what uh, what was it? She'd have got the 50 wins eventually, I think. But, you yeah. know. It I took think, her a couple of tries. I think with Jade, you got to get to 50 straight up. You know, and then after that, we can kind of see who takes it. So. Oh, look at that. Speaking of the Owen Hart Women's Tournament, Greg, is that not one of the better segues we've had in? Super kicking in history. Britt Baker, Ruby Soho. I love the fact that Ruby just told Britt to shut up, and Britt did not get to respond <laughs> as we went off the air. So kind of cool for somebody to, you know, I love Britt Baker as well, but nice to have somebody kind of, you know, uh, get over on her on the mic. But yeah. uh, I don't I. Like I said, this should have all been Statlanders coming out party, but I think I'm going to go Ruby. I, I think Ruby needs it. You know, we don't, especially if it doesn't mean a title shot per se, Greg. It just means mm-hmm. you want it. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't think Britt needs that. You know, Britt is fine. So I, I'd like to see Ruby get the win over Britt Baker. And I'll pull out my, I'll pull out Ruby Soho. Uh, Destination unknown. Ruby, Ruby, Ruby Soho. So there you go. Taz will will be singing it just like I did with my lovely voice there, Greg. Who are you going, Britt or Ruby? Nope, I have to agree with you on this one. Uh, Britt is Teflon. So whatever she does, you know, she's going to have, you know, that notoriety. Everybody's going to be on the edge of their seats waiting to see what she's going to do. Um, Ruby is the underdog in the same way that Owen was the underdog in all his matches. So I think uh, if anybody needs a coming out party, it's her. She's been off the air for you know a while in the, in a real significant fashion. She's done the little backstage uh, segments when these um, tournaments when the tournament started, but prior to this tournament, she's really been off TV for a bit. And she needs that catapult back into our consciousness again. So having a banger of a match with Britt Baker, you know, can definitely uh, elevate her, you know, not at to Britt's level, but near Britt's level and get us taking her more seriously. Uh, She's going to have to keep that up by, you know, staying on TV and, and doing some things, showing, you know, she's worth it, but winning this tournament and getting that notoriety people going to look at her differently and uh, take her more seriously so i have to agree that you know it'd be best she wins this match and you know that's a, a star vehicle for her to you know add another you know big name to the mix because um, they're aw's top heavy with the uh, women's division but it's only four or five people so you need more uh names in there to uh you know keep it fresh keep it interesting so um i'm i'm team brent too but for this match i think uh it's better for ruby to win all right next up we'll do the other side the men's own heart foundation tournament adam cole samoa joe which way are you going, Greg? I, I went with first with my women's picks. I'll let you go first with the men's pick. Which direction are you going? Another candidate for match of the night, because this is going to be a slugfest with uh, Cole and Joe. Um, both of them have crazy momentum and you know had great um, matches in the tournament. It's, it's a hard, it's almost a coin, coin flip here, a, a pick them, to use Vegas terms. Um, 
in the end, you look at it, it's like, who needs that that rub, that attention? Um, and I was thinking about it. It's, I think Joe is better with it. Uh, Adam Cole, no matter what, you know, he's going to have uh, a big story to feed off of with the elite. And I can see this causing friction in the what do you call it, the, the ultimate elite or the alpha elite or whatever. The undisputed. And, uh, undisputed elite. There you go. I can figure out. Lost the name. But um, there's plenty of him things for him to do within the elite itself. Uh, Joe needs to stay on his role. And you know, I think he's going to win for sure. Um, and we still do have the Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and uh, whoever the other guy is. I forget what his name is. The yeah, winner of that um, play a part, the Indian, right? Right, Satnam Singh, that's it. Singh, okay. Um, Do you think they play a part somehow, even if they don't necessarily get involved, like they're a distraction? Yeah, I think absolutely they are. Um, But this would be a way for them to to get involved, screw it up for Adam Cole, and, you know, Joe comes out on top. So, Not like that aspect of it. Because they keep getting involved, Joe. Right, and that way... uh, you know, Adam Cole doesn't lose anything because, you know, there was, you know, outside forces in, interfering in his uh, match. So, you know, it all work out, work out for all sides and continue the uh, Joe versus the uh, lethal triumvirate angle also. And you could, I mean, you could still throw Adam Cole versus Jay Lethal as well if you wanted to go that route, you know, just... And Samoa Joe's like, I'm not even messing with that because I've already won. So I'm going to say, I'm going to go Joe as well. I just, you know, yes, he has the ROH pure title, Greg, but, you know, until ROH is fully kind of back as a viable, you know, promotion or whatever they're going to do with it, I mean, it doesn't really matter. You know, until you try to throw an ROH pay-per-view or an event the night before, something like that, uh, so, yeah, I, I say giving him the Owen Hart Foundation win doesn't really hurt Adam Cole if it's by shenanigans. Uh, we haven't even scratched the surface of what could happen with the Undisputed Elite, really, if you, you know, with, when we really think about it, just because yeah. all the pieces aren't there yet. So, um, whenever Kenny Omega's ready, that's when, I, you know, things really take off there. So. Next up. How about this one? AEW World Tag Team Championship. Jurassic Express, Ricky Stark, Powerhouse Hobbs, Keith Lee, and Swerve Strickland. Obviously, Greg, those two kind of cancel each other out. I think Jurassic Express retain. I'm hoping for a pretty good, you know, triple threat type tag team championship. I think everybody's going to get involved. You know, good 10 to 15 minute match. Everybody gets their spots in. And I think Jurassic Express steal the win, or not really steal, you know, kind of grab it real quick. Probably, now, it's tough because any one of these four guys, Greg, that on the other side probably don't need to eat the L, but maybe, you know, a, a quick roll-up on Keith Lee or Swerve, then you could either go that route. Or if they pin the other one team, then they could go that route. So, uh, But I think it's all Jurassic Express to retain. How about yourself? Yeah, I agree. Um, Team Taz and Swerve and Keith Lee can, are going to get in each other's way as far as being able to get the win and uh, security championships for their team. So, um, yeah, it's going to be Jurassic Express and then the rivalry with uh, Swerve, Swerve Squad and the uh, Team Taz continues on, but I see a like a small package after somebody got knocked out by uh, the other, like you know, Keith Lee power slams, uh, starts and gets kicked out of the ring, and they scoop up a, a roll up or something like that. Some uh, quick little small package and run out the ring before um, 
you know, the other four, yeah, yeah let them destroy each other. So, and then yeah, it makes still, sense. Like we said, we still kind of save the one-on-one tag matches if we need to, you know, for Dynamite or Rampage. So. Yeah. How about this one? Anarchy in the arena. So I guess it's going to get some sort of stipulation. I'm going to assume anything goes type deal, but they're just calling it that. Um, the Jazz versus BCC. Greg, who do you got in this match? Because either team could use the win. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be chaos. And yeah, I think that the sorry, stipulation is definitely going to be you know, anything goes, weapons, and, you know, no count out, no time limits. Well, maybe there's a time limit, but no count outs, no disqualifications. And, you know, 15 minutes of carnage, bloody people. Um, but the uh, JAS has been getting the upper hand the whole way. And this is the first time seeing the BCC involved in a pay-per-view um, so I think that uh, Team BCC is definitely going to uh, win this one and um, definitely probably be one of the most brutal matches of the night, but fun. And see, I get paused because they they name the match, Craig. I feel like usually if you name the match, you don't win it. And that's why I'm like, you know, I go back and forth. I, I'll go opposite. Because I feel like, like I said, I think my, I think, and I would love to see like Daniel Garcia pick up like a big win, you know, yeah. get the win for his team. We really haven't seen much of him, you know, maybe Magic Daddy or whatever they're calling their other names, maybe one of them just flipped you win. But I'm going to say Jericho appreciates his society. And then maybe, you know, we get the blood and guts all out war where the BCC could just take care of business. You know, maybe we'll get some small teases of anarchy in this match, but I still think we need to pull out the blood and guts. You know, do like they did before. It's the last half hour break um, and just let it, you know, go to town. And that's when we see the BCC take care of Jazz. Uh, how about this? Does William Regal get involved in this match, Greg? In a small way, yes. But what I was thinking was that uh, at the end of this match that the first uh, olive branch gets extended to Daniel Garcia as far as leave these losers uh, behind and come join us because you're a killer. You should be on our side. So I think if we were involved, it's kind of in that aspect. I don't see him really throwing hands with anybody. Since you um, with yeah, but, you know, coming out and, you know, recognizing, uh, you know, Daniel Garcia and kind of putting the, the thought in his head, you should play for us. Yeah. I like that idea. I think we I think we both agree. Garcia just looks totally out of place right now on that side anyway. I right. get it. I think Jericho really fought for it. So that's I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, you know, uh, from what I've been hearing with Regal and Brian Danielson, have been big at, you know, kind of shows and watching from the beginning, you know, at 11 a.m., seeing what guys were working in the ring. So yeah, I think they're they're on the other side too fighting for <laughs> I think we might need a shark cage match, Greg. Whoever wins gets, gets a little Danny in their team. <laughs> so, you know, we can always do something like that. How about this one? Uh, who had on their bingo card, Greg, Gangrel, Gangrel, sorry, Grill, uh, as a, an appearance on AEW? Now, if you would have told me WWE, I probably would have said, yeah, because of the whole Edge was doing. But uh, right. we got Gangrel. <laughs> and how about Brandon Cutler <laughs> with the thong <laughs> as Lita? Because at first I didn't <laughs> see the thong. And then I saw, I was like, oh, my God, he's really playing up. <laughs> and I could not believe that they actually pulled that off. So, Which makes me think the Hardys get all the win here, Greg. Uh, you know, I think the Young Bucks just have got up 
over so much, it's probably the hardest to win here. So uh, who do you got in this match? Yeah, this would this is going to be really interesting. Uh, love the uh, the cosplay with the Young Bucks on Friday, and uh, they were awesome. It was too funny. Um, the part of Matt Hardy been playing by Matt Jackson, and you know when they try to do the double team moves, you know him creakily trying to make his way to the top rope and change his mind goes down to the second rope and you know his old knees can't keep up and he's slow in his moves it was just hilarious the way he did it um and then you got nick doing a great jeff hardy impression um highly entertaining and just playing off of what the hardy said about the bucks being Matt and Jeff cosplayers. Uh, and of course, Brandon way over the top and just added to it. I think this is going to be one of those matches where there aren't many matches that we want to see the Hardys in left that have this kind of appeal. Uh, yeah, we, we'll see him against the Elite. We'll see him against FTR. We'll see him against you know, the other teams, but this is the match that's going to get the most attention. And, you know, the Hardys, you know, their best days are long behind them. But wasn't it uh, Toby Keith that has that song, I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. There you go. And this could be that match where, you know, we see a return to the old team extreme you know attitude era high flying uh hardy boys and we forget that they're as old as they are and then um you know don't look like they have it anymore and they really show up and show out and this match is the true show stealer of the night um and that's what i'm hoping for that's what I want to see. I think that's what they're going to give us, um, you know, when they sit down and, and figure this thing out. Uh, but I think this kind of be a, a passing of the torch, too, that uh, after the Bucks win, that they're both going to stand in the middle of the ring and acknowledge each other. And the Hardys are almost literally going to pass the torch on to the Young Bucks because, you know, that was then and this is now and this is the two coming together. So, and they've talked um, about this in their last run anyway, so that would make a lot of sense, yeah. Which, all right, and that one surprised me at all if that happens. So, uh, you know, I just it just it's it's funny because I never saw the ladder match they did in ROH, but that was probably like a five star, six star match. So, hopefully, they can deliver something. Obviously, a little bit different because you know they're not putting the stipulation of ladder match or anything like that for any of them. Unless they throw it at us right at the end, you know, say, oh, we're going to make this blah, 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 blah. But I think it's going to be a straight up match. Like you said, the passing of the torch makes a lot of sense. I mean, uh, speaking of which, Sir, go ahead. While I, while I was out uh, shopping the other day, look what I came across. Oh, I think you see it there. <laughs> the. Uh, the broken Matt Hardy T-shirt. There it is. Was, you can see in all its glory. And uh, as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Okay, I gotta do this right there here." There we go. Yeah. Yeah, you go. It's got it. the the delete in the crystal ball. It, it's just too awesome. Three bucks, okay? Oh, just, three bucks. I love wow. thrift shops, and uh, it still looks brand new. So somewhere there's a little cluster of wrestling fans. In this town somewhere because I found a couple wrestling shirts. <laughs> right. Yeah. So as soon as I saw like, okay, that has to happen. So got a shout out to, to Broken oh, yeah. Matt. Yeah. It definitely looks clean. So yeah, it's uh some goodwill stuff or whatever you get. You're like, oh, somebody's worn this quite a few times. So and yeah, so all right, next up, how about this one? This is the one, Greg. Is this match going to happen? So <laughs> yes, what, what did you weekend? hear? What a weekend. So, 
The word is MJF, possibly not him or somebody, booked a flight out of Vegas. Now, nobody was on that flight or whatever, but there was talk of that. Uh, as of seven hours ago, I saw uh, the match still on, but Dave Meltzer, as of now, this would only be three hours ago, said MJF is not in their arena, which I don't know what their call time is, but I would assume it's probably before eight or seven. Um, right. This is either the greatest work in the history of works, Greg, or there's something there's something more than meets the eye here. And I guess what's crazy is I thought MJF's contract's not up until 2024. So why pull off this type of stuff now? Or even 2023. But, you know, let's say January 2023. I don't know if still pulling off that stuff now makes a lot of sense. But um, And it sucks because if it does happen... Warlow's momentum's all gone. I mean, you know, yeah. getting him a forfeit loss doesn't do anything, I think. So, I don't know what the heck is going on, and it sounds like nobody does, but, like, because he no-showed the meet-and-greet, which, you know, in a way, I could say, you know, it's MJF. <laughs> We've seen him in meet-and-greets, Greg. He has never played up like, <laughs> oh, I'm right. so happy to be. I mean, he legit plays up the character. So at first, you know, no showing it, okay, you know, you're playing up the character. Cool. But then the whole, you know, there's a flight apparently booked for him out of Vegas, now possibly not being in the arena, or else he's hidden somewhere that Dave Meltzer doesn't know where he's at or whatever. But there's a lot of, you know, little things here. And, you know, like we said, if this is all a work and he just shows up, you know, business as usual. Well, got you to tune in, probably, Greg. Greg. So, um, I'm still picking Wardlow. This has to be Wardlow's kind of, you know, coming out party. I think MJF will be fine with the loss. Uh, you know, he's he's got over, you know, as much as he can. So, uh, I would really like to see Wardlow pick up the win over MJF. You know, even if Sean Spears interferes, you know, like why not? So. Uh, yeah, this should be all Wardlow's kind of coming out party. As a singles competitor, you know, gets free of the contract after that. And then, Greg, I want him to come out to War Pigs at Black Sabbath. Because what has he been called this whole time? <laughs> so why not? And then, you right. know, you, you throw it. I mean, I almost would love it to happen tonight. But it makes sense because he's not under con or he, he's lost everything first, Greg. But, you know, kind of thrown against MJF. You know, embracing the war pig nature. Uh, and I think that would be really awesome for him to be able to come out to that theme song, just kind of solidifying himself as a singles guy. But um, I'm just, you know, I kind of keep Twitter opened up and I haven't seen anything more. So we shall see. Uh, are you picking MJF, Greg, no matter what, if he shows up, or are you going with Warlow in this match? Oh, Team Warlow, hold away. Um, it, it's, it sounds too, it, or well, I should say it sounds very MJF. Yeah. Uh, well, the whole, yeah, the shenanigans right. backstage. You know, is he there? Is he running? This is the last place he can go where he can, um, you know, he can't run anymore. So what he's gonna do is just go to skip town. Uh, it sounds very MJF, and you know, a way to swerve us that while. You know, the reports are out. MJF isn't here, uh, yada, yada. Warlow actually gets in the ring, and they're doing the countout. And as the countout's going on, who comes up from behind the, or out of the crowd or from under the ring, MJF with a chair and waylays him with the back of the head or whatever. Uh, it, it just seems too convenient that this is happening now. Uh, so... I definitely think it's a work and MJF will be there for the reason you said, for one, it's going to kill Wartlow's momentum. Um, you know, getting a, a forfeit win does nothing. And, you know, does that even count as far as getting him out of his contract? Um, number two, you know, it just, you know, it, 
MJF has been like the the evil evil genius, and this by just ditching the events altogether, it would take the air out of the whole building as far as something we've been waiting and waiting and waiting to see, and then don't get it. Um, so I don't think it's going to happen for that reason. Also, it's just some shenanigans going on, you know, backstage to throw us off, and it, he's going to be there. I have no doubt about it. But Wartlow's gonna get his finally get his comeuppance and gain his freedom, and the place is gonna go nuts for it. If this is real sports, Greg, would you trade MJF for Sasha and Naomi straight up? Hmm. Interesting. I mean, AEW probably would, right? <laughs> to give them more star power. <laughs> I mean, right? I can't imagine them being like, no, you know, but. Now, on WWE's side, <laughs> I don't know, you know, granted, they're already, they're already kind of pushed off Sasha and Naomi, so, you know, if, if Tony Khan and Vince were like, hey, let's just do this. <laughs> yeah. Happy. If Being I was AEW, I would not do it, for sure. Okay. Um, and personally, I don't want to see it because MJF is so awesome on the mic, and I don't think... He, he would get to cut the kind of promos in WWE that he does in AEW. And that's his magic right there. When he's on the stick, there's nobody better. But I'm sure his his language would get watered down. His The things he can say and can't say would get watered down. And I want pure, unfiltered, raw MJF. And um, I cringe when I think of him on WWE television, unless he's going to get that creative control that says when I go out to cut a promo, I get to say what I want to say. And, you know, we got it with Cody as far as coming back, keeping his whole gimmick, his music, his everything. So, is it impossible that, that MJF could get the same treatment? No. Um, he absolutely could. I, but I hope when he thinks about jumping ship that he goes the Cody route, make sure that uh, he has that license uh, written into the contract so that when I get involved in the rivalry with somebody, you know, I get to cut him as deep as I want to cut him because it's going to be great TV in the end. Yeah, you wonder, I mean, I feel like they have to do, I think they want to give him the boundary. Like, I think there'd be some boundary. Like, you know, I don't know how off kilt, you know, what level of PG would he be able to go to? Yeah. He's got to think like Cody's promos are still pretty PG. They're all about him fighting for his dad and fighting for himself. You know, he hasn't really given us anything to break in the fourth wall, you know, breaking too many like boundaries, I think. Uh, yeah, this is the one to watch, though. This is going to be something really to keep our eye on and uh, where it's going to go. I believe we're kind of at our championship matches now, Greg. AEW World Championship for the women's side of things. Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deeb. I think this is going to be an all-out technical match. I don't think there's going to be a lot of, you know, high-flying maneuvers here. Uh, but I think it'll be a good win for Thunder Rosa. Her and Hangman, I, I feel like their, their title runs are kind of comparable in the way that are they as good as they could be yet? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we're, we were so happy for them to win the titles, Greg. But now it's like, what have they done? Now, granted, Hangman's had a lot more time than, you know, uh, Serene, or sorry, Thunder Rosa. But, you know, we're still kind of waiting for, even, I mean, even joking like, Thunder Rosa came and, you know, do a promo in the ring. <laughs> like, all of her promos right. have been <laughs> on the stage and, inter you know, interrupted or, like, you know, you had Nyla Rose kind of go at town, I heard. So, uh, I'm still obviously picking Thunder Rosa. It's way too soon to try to pull the rug out of her because uh, I still think you got a lot of legs with her. So, um, I'm going all Thunder Rosa here, but I think it's going to be a good, you know, 15, 20 minute, just straight up technical match. You know, some strikes, not a lot of high flying, but just a straight up <laughs> duke them out, you know, move for move match. Uh, what do you mm -hmm. got on this one, Greg? Yeah, I agree. Uh, good technical match, solid. Um, 
I think it's going to end up being like 55-45 in Serena's favor as far as who's ahead uh, a greater percentage of the time. And and Thunder Rosa pulling out a, you know, another, you know, old school finish, uh, a small package or a, a, a bridge cover, uh, something like that for holding her just long enough to get that three. And, um, but if, if this was figured up in terms of damage, Thunder Rosa is going to be the more damaged uh, person. So uh, that way, Serena still shines and, you know, even in defeat. But I agree with you that it's too soon to take the belt from Donna Rosie after her just winning it. So. All right. And finally, this one, Greg. <laughs> Hangman on a page, current champion against CM Punk. I am rocking my Hangman on a page shirt. Nice. You think I should just pick him, but. I'll let you have it first, because I do not <laughs> know which way to go, Greg, because both guys have given us reason to believe them. Both guys have given us a reason to think they're going to win, which is probably good, but at the same time, a little bit tricky for us predicting. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up here so then that way we can watch the buy-in show, of course, as well. But uh, who do you got? Hangman and a page. CM Punk as our final prediction of the evening. Yeah, so we said last week that um, you know this whole rivalry was feeling kind of you know sluggish, cold, just because there hadn't been really any interaction and um, so it's come out of nowhere and there's no definitive side you know as far as who to cheer for. Going back to the whole. Um, the match earlier with uh, Team ATT and Sammy. That you know, which side do you do you pick? When they both seem to be in the cut from the same cloth. Um, and then we had this promo from Dynamite, and that was awesome. Uh, shout out to Heyman for for carrying that whole thing. But you know, after that promo and the way he, you know, really laid in the punk uh, verbally, you know, that made me believe, you know, he's he's fighting for something and he seems, you know, to be pissed off for no reason. But as the whole old school versus the outsider mentality and they still, or at least Hangman still looks as punk as the outsider who's getting opportunities he doesn't deserve and, still being a diva backstage and, you know, the things we don't see that he alluded to uh, in the promo, you know, what does that mean? He didn't really get that deep into it, but you knew what he was insinuating. And then that great line, you know, I'm not defending my belt against you. I'm defending AEW from you. I mean, boom, money. So, you know, whatever reason he has to be angry and, um, so defiant, I like it. I'm into it, and that promo pulled me over. So I'm going to be rooting for Hangman to win. And that's, I kind of feel like Hangman has shown more of a heel side. You wonder if they're just going to try like a swerve with him, you know, getting him a cheap fluky, not fluky, but maybe like a underhanded tactic to win. Then you can, you know, if you want to pull them out again and give CM Punk the win down the road. I mean, I still think, ultimately, CM Punk probably needs to win it all out. You know, I just think you can't pass it up. Win the big one in Chicago at all out. I mean, what better way? To, and that would probably be about a year to the debut. <laughs> so, I mean, what better timing could you do? So, I'm going to say Hangman wins kind of by a cheap tactic. You know, and then you can still kind of save that down the road if you want to revisit it in Chicago and give CM Punk a big old homecoming win, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I, th- I think it's all – I think it's going to be hangman. Uh, I'm, but so what do we think the crowd is going to be, Greg? Do we think they'll just kind of go back and forth with it? 
Yeah, I think it's gonna be a fifty-fifty crowd. I mean, not we're not in Chicago yet. Yeah. Um, we're good, just gonna have a half hangman, half punk crowd, but they're gonna be super into it. And whoever's winning, that uh, they're gonna get that noise. So yeah. it's gonna be great no matter what. Um, it kind of messes with my prediction that uh, by the end of the year we're gonna have a heel champion, and that heel is gonna be either. You know, an established heel or a heel CM Punk. Um, I'm, I'm this close on get, having that prediction right, um, but doesn't like Punk is going to be the guy who is the heel of the piece. Yeah. Uh, doesn't mean he can't be. You know, we could get the the double swerve and maybe Punk does the heel maneuver and gets the win, and then we get heel Punk. But and that one surprised me. I'm not going to be surprised either way. I feel. Like. Like, yeah. Not surprised, you know. I I can see all avenues. That's what I mean. Not that I won't be surprised, but I I can picture any sort of ending to this match, and it would be believable. Because like you said, I thought Hangman really delivered uh, Wednesday night. You know, mentioning Vegas, and then CM Punk mentioning Vegas. So yeah, I thought there was a lot of good. You know, that's that's probably what we need in the first. I wonder if we almost need that in the first place. You know, it's like you waited till the end to do it, but you know, it still kind of gets you bought in. So, yeah. But speaking of buy-in, Greg, I think we should probably end the show here because I don't know if um, if the hook housing has started yet. I don't have my TV on, but I'm guessing it's probably starting now. So we can check out that and um, who we real quick beat Celtics tonight, Greg. Um. I'm going to go Celtics. And I've got 10 bucks on Celtics to win the NBA title. So I'm all in on the Celtics. Okay. Got Golden, Golden State on that. But I'll, I'll put a uh, wager in on a, a T-shirt of, of the uh, winner's choice on the NBA Finals. Okay. If we get the Celtics and, Heat and so Celtics and Warriors. Right, I'm taking the Warriors. And I'll go sell too. Sure. Okay, we can do that. I'll find a good thrift shop. <laughs> <laughs> no. You'll have to find another one of these, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I th- yeah, I say we we will shake on it. There we go. <laughs> Our pro right, wrestling tea of the winner's choice. Yes, that, that works for me. We can do that. All right, so... Uh, I mean, I, and I won't mind because I'll have a hundred extra bucks to spend on it. So, hey, there you go. Uh, yeah, I put ten bucks on the Celtics. I put ten bucks on the Warriors too, but I already cashed that out because I was like, well, why not? But I'm like, my Celtics won. I mean, who knows? But anyways, jibber jabber. Go watch the all out. I mean, go watch all out too, but watch Double or Nothing tonight. <laughs> and watch all out too when it comes back around. But. Uh, go enjoy the buy-in. I think we're in for a long, lengthy night, Greg. So I yeah. do not want to be disturbed tomorrow. I think I'm just putting my phone on <laughs> silent and throwing it <laughs> into another room, closing the shades, and sleeping till I wait and wake up for Raw. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. So. Yeah. All right. But anyways, have a good night. Talk to you guys later. Peace.